is the habits that have immediate gratification that are difficult to break the habits that have postponed your delayed gratification are the ones that are difficult or easy to break rather so you realize something that everyone has a morning routine but everyone's morning routine is subconscious mm. they've not designed it for themselves mm. right it's just happened idea is that whenever you want to create a habit you have to get your intention right the purpose is whatever the habit is going to do to your life but why do you need this habit sometimes you know my clients are very hardcore so many of my clients are like ceos of companies mm-hmm. right so their entire thing is like push i'm going to be hardcore if i smoke a cigarette today i'm going to give 50000 rupees to the mm-hmm. next charity matlab yeah. like that cigarette costs you 50000 rupees please no stop doing mm-hmm. this nonsense right do you realize how you put on your shoes do you put sock and then your shoe and shoe <laughs> or do you do sock and shoe and sock and shoe <laughs> nobody knows this yeah. <laughs> tomorrow morning when you try and see how you wear your shoes yeah right so these are all unconscious and when you're living an unconscious life what is the point from wine studio you are listening to the inspiring talk a show where i bring the conversations with today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you take your life business and career to the next level we all want to be successful and a lot of us think success will come overnight but success is the result of smaller efforts put in day in day out using the power of habits routine and rituals and in today's episode i invited astin doctor to talk about habits and how we can build the rituals and routine that can help us shape our life while you might think that astin is a doctor going to be talking about routines that's his surname he's not a real doctor Astin's own journey started at low point of his life overworked unhealthy and sleep deprived but after going through this rough phase Astin transformed his life he started learning about the rituals habits now today Astin is one of the most influential voices when it comes to building habit he is the author of the new book change your habits change your life he runs an organization called awesome 180 where he helps people cultivate great habits and also he hosts a popular podcast called the habit coach ashton and i try to make this conversation as practical as possible for you to understand deeply about how do you really break the bad habit cycles why accountability can be a great thing for you if you are looking at building great habits why guilt doesn't work in this journey and also we explore the concepts of rewards delayed gratification and how to create a habit string for those of you who don't have a morning routine this is one of the most practical episodes when it comes to building your habits and there are a lot of takeaways that you can implement immediately after this episode so pay attention take notes and let's get started i'm super excited to be joined by ashton doctor thank you very excited should i call you doctor or should i call you ashton ashton Okay. Doctor will confuse everybody. Yeah. Because I didn't actually work for my degree. Mm-hmm. I was born with it. Wow. So I didn't have to do all those nonsense 5-7 yeah. years of born studies. with doctor. Born with doctor. <laughs> <laughs> But that's interesting, right? The first time everybody looks at like hey, here's a doctor talking about habit. 
And that makes it authentic, isn't it? I think you must have had the... Uh... 100%. <laughs> Please tell me what to do about this particular illness. And I was like, mm. listen, I don't really know. Please go speak to a doctor. <laughs> but you're a doctor. Why are you lying to us? Just yeah. say you will not help us. I <laughs> can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> and that must have been really interesting, even in your school and all the college growing up. And... School, it was pranking. Nah? Uh-huh. Uh, doctor, give me injection, all of yeah. those kinds of things. <laughs> Awesome. So first, congratulations on your book. Thank you. How is it coming along? Oh, fantastic. We just launched it in the start of this month. Mm. First Feb, it came out. And it's called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. And it's published by HarperCollins. And it's the first book that I've ever done. Mm. And it's the first of many, many that will come out. Of course. So very exciting. You know, actually, they're coming, multiple coming out this year itself. So it's very exciting because it's a completely Mm. different Mm. industry from podcasting and habit coaching, which is what I do. Yeah. So let's pick something from the book okay. where you've said bad habits can be good sometimes. Ah, okay. So what do you mean? So you know the thing is that um, as a habit coach, you meet somebody at a party, mm. right? And you talk to them and they and they say, oh, habit coach, are you should see my bad habits. Mm. Right? That's the first thing that they mm. always say. Mm. And I always find it really funny about the way that we are so proud of our bad habits. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm so proud of the bad habits that I have. And... Every time we talk to people, it's always about, I want to change only the bad habits. Mm. Till we realize that there's no such thing as good or bad. Mm. Like throughout the entire podcast and throughout habit coaching, I've realized that there's no good or bad. It all depends Mm -hmm. on what you're going through in life. See, that bad habit came into your life for some reason at some point of time. Mm -hmm. Maybe that bad habit of smoking or drinking came because you wanted to fit in with your new friends. Mm. Right? Maybe you wanted to fit in with the office that you joined. Maybe... Smoking or drinking was part of that coming home from work and feeling this is the pause of the day before I start something mm. else. Right? It all had a purpose. Mm. So as long as the habit has a purpose, it's going to be very hard to remove it. Mm. So as a result, a bad habit is only a habit that still has a purpose. If it is harming your health and you realize that you want to change and you have the intention to change it, then there are certain steps to start changing it. Mm. But thinking of it as bad and good, it always depends. For some people, having bread might be a bad habit, right? Mm. Gluten and all of that. But if you're in the middle of a desert and you find bread, it's sustenance. It's what is needed at that point in time. So good and bad is relative and Mm. hence the word bad habit should not exist. No, I think uh, I absolutely love the idea of you saying that there's a purpose and that's why that exists, right? So let's then go back to understand what are habits. Lovely. So the way that I like to define habits is anything, any action or thought that is repeated at a consistent time frame, right? Mm-hmm. So let's understand these two things. Normally, we only think of habits as actions. Mm. Smoking, for example, like yeah. we just discussed, tying your shoelaces, mm. brushing your teeth. These are all actions. Mm. What we miss out are the thoughts that we have. Mm. And we don't realize that the thoughts are also habits mm. because we have habitual thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Thoughts that come every morning. How many people say, oh God, snooze, alarm, right? Oh God, I have to wake up again, you know, same crap, new day. All of these are thoughts. Mm. And what we don't realize is that these form habits. And eventually over a period of time, these habits come together and form the life that we have. Mm. So if you wake up every morning thinking life is bad, guess what life is going to be, right? It's going to be bad. So understanding that these are the thoughts that you have Mm -hmm. and now figuring out how you can change them. Mm -hmm. So the second part of the definition is at a consistent time frame. Mm -hmm. So the time frame should be like every day or every four hours or, you know, every two days. Because what happens is the repeatability of a habit is something that is crucial. 
if you do your daily crossword once a month mm. it is not a habit right it is something that you just did randomly those don't make that much of a difference to your life mm-hmm. but the stuff that you do repeatedly mm. makes a big difference mm-hmm. because like you say consistency is actually where the magic lies in mm-hmm. all of this that we do even in your podcast yeah. thing it's the consistency of doing the podcast you've mm. been doing it for so many years mm. it is the consistency of the podcasting that yeah. makes such a big difference so mm. the habits are nothing but your actions and thoughts done consistently so now let's go back to the purpose thing that you mentioned mm. that there is some purpose then how does one really go about identifying what was that purpose or what is the purpose of because i have this habit of which is not serving good for me let's define probably that right so what is instead of saying good or bad habit let's say like what is the habit that's going to help me grow or what is something uh, grow or feel better or you know whatever that is or the habit that's not helping me become better you know you hit the nail on the head mm. it all starts with this what is this purpose mm. and you soon realize that half your life doesn't have a purpose mm-hmm. because almost all those habits that are there have been formed subconsciously or unconsciously mm. that means these are habits that you picked up from friends mm. these are habits that you picked up from your family members mm-hmm. these are habits that you picked up watching tv mm. of all things right you saw people doing it and you started doing it thinking that is the normal way of doing yeah. things but you did not consciously create these habits mm. and as a habit coach my entire focus is to make sure that you become consciously aware of all the habits that you do mm. right are you aware of the way that you're sitting what's mm. your posture like mm. are you aware of the way that you're talking mm. are you doing ums ahs oohs mm. all of these are subconscious things you don't even realize that we're doing them half the time mm. right like my favorite example is do you realize how you put on your shoes do you put mm. sock sock and then your shoe and shoe <laughs> or do you do sock and shoe and sock and shoe <laughs> nobody knows this yeah. <laughs> tomorrow morning when you try and see how you wear your shoes yeah. right so these are all unconscious and when you're living an unconscious life what is the point we normally think of habits as automated mm. yes they're automated but you can consciously create habits mm. that drive your life in a particular direction mm. and i think that is the key to the way that you start choosing the habits that you want to form mm. what i could make out from what you just shared is awareness is probably where it begins even if you want to change the habit correct then being aware of how i do certain things yeah. is that correct so observing yourself hmm. right hmm. or having somebody observe for you so accountability partners can be used in multiple ways hmm. right in the book you must have read yeah. about the entire chapter on accountability partners now in the book i have spoken about it from a point of view of if i'm putting a new habit hmm. the accountability partners there to make sure i follow it but your accountability partner can also make you aware of unconscious habits that hmm. you have Ashton do you know that you you know like pull your nose every time you're talking about something yeah. do you know that you do this to your ear these are all things that we don't realize mm. so your accountability partner can actually help you with this as well mm. no i absolutely love the idea of uh, accountability partner and also generally like having somebody not necessarily saying that hey you are going to be my accountability partner in you know health or fitness or whatever that works and also having somebody where you have created the space where you can openly share about their habits or yeah. their patterns yes. at a deeper level yeah and also being able to do the same for them right and which i love calling like showing the mirror you know all you're doing is just like showing the mirror and uh, i have been shown mirror so many times just to give you a simple example i would sit on a dinner table and i'll just have stuff and i'm impatient in a lot of things right and uh, there we are sitting at the dinner table and i would wrap up early and i won't even realize but i've just 
gotten off the dinner table, put my plates in the kitchen, and then all of a sudden I realized, oh fuck, I've just you know left a person there on dinner table, Correct. and it was like very unconscious, right, and subconscious. And uh, when that got to my awareness, I'm like, oh shit, this is something that I need to you know start working on, and it definitely got better after that. So yeah, yeah. so maybe you can explain the concept of accountability partner and like having somebody like, hey, you know, I'm gonna do this. But what are the few things in within the accountability system that really works uh, that you have found that, you know, how you can really hold yourself accountable to your accountability partner? Somebody. So I think it starts off at two, three ways. Hmm. The first thing is to be very clear on what they're going to be accountable for. Hmm. Okay. So you set your parameters very well saying hmm. that, listen, I have told you that I'm going to go for a walk every night after dinner. You have to make sure that I go for my walk after hmm. dinner. Right. That means I will report to you if I've gone for my walk or not. Mm. Right. And that is the clarity of yeah. the accountability mm. partner. Mm. A second aspect of accountability partners is that you have a safe space between the two of you. Right. Creating a safe space is very important. Safe space in the sense that now I'm scared that that person will shout at me, so I'm going to lie. Right. If I'm going to <laughs> yeah. lie, what is the point of having the accountability partner? True. Right. So having that relationship with the person where you can say without feeling judged. Right, that is the safe space that yeah. we're talking about. So, mm. how can you have a person that won't judge you mm. in the way and yet keep you accountable? Saying, remember, yeah. you said you're doing this. Now you tell me when you're going to do it. Mm. It's not why you did not do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Every time you say why, you're basically putting the person yeah. in the on the back foot. Now justify this behavior to me. When are you going to do it? Mm. Right. What happened? Is there something that we can do about it? Yeah. Acha, you ate too much. Mm. Acha, you ate too late. Right. That's why you couldn't go for a walk. No yeah. problem. Tomorrow, make sure you eat at seven. You know, those conversations make a big difference. And finally, don't bombard your accountability partner. If you do this every single day with the accountability partner, it might get a little bit much. Yeah. So sometimes you might have an accountability partner and you check in every week. Yeah. It makes sense also to do that. Mm. And uh, what about the reverse? Like if I don't do this and there are there are concepts, right, where, you know, if I... Like negative reinforcement. Yeah, negative reinforcement. So I've never seen negative reinforcement work properly. Okay. Okay, that's my way of, like, I've been coaching for so long. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, my clients are very hardcore. So many of my clients are like CEOs of companies, mm -hmm. right? So their entire thing is like, push, I'm going to be hardcore. If I smoke a cigarette today, I'm going to give 50,000 rupees to the mm -hmm. next child. Yeah. Like, that cigarette costs you 50,000 rupees. Please, you know, stop doing mm -hmm. this nonsense. But the point is that that negative reinforcement, I've never seen work. I've only seen when their intention wants to change mm. and when the habits to support that particular bad habit in inverted commas are removed, only then does that change take place. So mm. negative reinforcement, I'm not a fan of. Mm. Positive reinforcement, to a certain degree, I'm a fan of. Mm. Okay, now let me explain. Um, there's a certain pride that you get in tick marking something off your list. Yeah. Right. So that's also a form of positive reinforcement. Yeah. There's a certain pride that you get in messaging your friends saying that I did this. I did it. Yeah, right? true. But... You go for a walk mm. and now you say my positive reinforcement, my gift to myself is to have that brownie and that chocolate mocha, <laughs> right? With two sugars in it. Now what you've done is you've taken that positive reinforcement mm. and you've made it work against the habit that you actually created. True. Right? So as a result, you shot yourself in the foot. Mm. And to be completely fair, this is exactly what I used to do when I started. Okay. Nine years ago, mm. I used to go for a walk. Yeah. At the end of that walk. promenade, mm. there was a barista. And I would go to the barista and I would order my coffee with two yeah. sugars in it and one brownie. And I was like, I deserve yeah. this. <laughs> so you realize over a period of time that maybe this is not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. So now somebody is aware of the habits. Hmm. Oh, this is what I do. And we're talking about 
the purpose as well, right? So what is the purpose that this habit is serving? What next? The idea is that whenever you want to create a habit, you have to get your intention right. Mm-hmm. So the, the purpose is whatever the habit is going to do to your life. But why do you need this habit? Mm-hmm. It all starts with having the right intention. Mm-hmm. So as a habit coach, I've always said that my war is on this word called motivation. Okay. There's a, you must have read the chapter called Motivation Sucks. Yeah. Right. There's a mo- chapter called Motivation Sucks because yeah. motivation really is that bad. Mm-hmm. Motivation is this spark that will burn the forest, but it will burn it in one day. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. It is not a slow, simmering thing mm-hmm. that you need for consistency. Remember, mm-hmm. at the start of the podcast, we said consistency is what actually makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyone can go to the gym for one day yeah. or two days. Mm-hmm. But can you go for one month, mm-hmm. two months, mm-hmm. three months, mm-hmm. four months, your life? Yeah. Right. That is the power of consistency. Mm-hmm. So motivation forces you or pushes you or drives you or pulls you to do it once. Mm-hmm. But intention setting... Mm-hmm. And when you set an intention that is very, very personal to you, that is when you know that if you miss this, you're actually hurting this one key intention that you had for yourself. Give an example. The example I give in the book is also very nice, which is about yoga. Mm. Right? So this is from a client of mine. The client comes and tells me, Ashton, I want to start yoga. Mm. Great. So we follow the three why method of finding intentions. Mm. Okay. So I want to start yoga. Mm. Tell me why. I want to start doing yoga so that I can become more flexible. That's the first why. Second why is, why do you want to become more flexible? flexible. So you ask the why on the answer. Mm. Why do you want to become more flexible? I want to become more flexible so that I can sit on the floor. Why do you want to sit on the floor? So that I can play with my child. Mm. Right? Mm. Now that is a very personal thing. That means if I can't sit on the floor, I can't play with my child. Almost connotation of a bad mother. Mm. Right? Or whichever way that she is processing this in her mind. So you realize that now she's understood why this yoga is important. This yoga is not important because she bought new yoga pants. True. Yoga is not important because she got a new yoga mat Mm. or a friend is doing it. It's because of her child and she wants to spend that energy and that time with the child. Mm. So you see now that this intention is something where every time she wants to miss the class, she'll say, Mm. but my baby, I can't play with. No, I'm Mm. going to do it. Mm. Right. Or let me see what is the smallest thing I can do at least for this. Mm. So that is the way intention keeps you consistent. It fuels you along for a longer period of time Mm. instead of just one spark. So what are the few things that you have seen works really well? And because one of the common questions whenever we say that we're going to do podcast around habit and one of the questions that most commonly asked question and I'm sure is a habit because you get this question often that how does one break the loop of bad habits is you know people who perceive the habit as we discussed that's not serving them lovely so the first thing to understand is that the same way that you find uh, found your intention yeah. you have to do the same thing for your bad habit that mm-hmm. right? why do you want to change it mm. and it has to come down to something personal mm. right um either something has scared the living daylights out of you mm. right which is typically how we end up unfortunately changing yeah. bad habits mm. Or you've intellectually realized or emotionally realized that this is not serving you in some way, right? Yes, smoking was a part of my life at this point of time, but it's no longer there. Mm. Similarly, maybe telling lies was an important part of my time because maybe my confidence was low, but now Mm. my confidence, I don't need to be lying, Mm. but out of habit, I'm lying about these Mm. things. You see that these habits that don't serve us Mm. fall into all these categories. Mm. For some people, and, and this is a strange example, 
But for some people, marathon running might not be serving them anymore. Mm. Right? Long distance running might not be serving them anymore. They might be having aches and pains. They might be seeing that the body is shrinking and all whatever. And they want to change, but they can't. So it's still a habit that mm. is not serving them. It's not mm. necessarily a bad habit. Yeah. But it's a habit that's not serving. So you first get down to that intention. Mm. Then what you do is you remove or change the environment as much as possible. Mm. Okay. So if you want to stop smoking, don't have cigarettes around. Don't have lighters around. Mm. Don't have ashtrays around. Don't go to the places where you would typically smoke, right? If you want to stop drinking, don't have those the, the alcohol around. It is all that part of changing the environment first. Mm. Then what you have to do is you have to find the replacement. Okay. What happens is that when you randomly pull out a habit, mm -hmm. you create a vacuum. And another bad habit, unfortunately, gets sucked in mm -hmm. to replace that, va that vacuum. So my grandfather, mm. okay, my mom's father was a smoker mm. like he used to light one cigarette after the next with the same cigarette like wow. that kind of a smoker mm. one fine day he quit smoking but he got addicted to medical drugs mm. so now pts of drugs would come in Ooh. medical like mm. tablets yeah and that's what he his thing was now i'm just going to be having these all the time mm. so you see, realize that it got replaced with something yeah. now you have to consciously choose what you replace it with mm. so a client of mine replaced his evening smoke with going to the gym mm. right my another client replaced his evening drink with spending time with his son. There was something that he did. Mm. Somebody else spent it with going for a walk with their parent. Mm. So you do you you realize that there are ways in which you can replace that time mm. when you would have actually done this activity mm. with something else. Mm. So don't put yourself in that situation mm. and change that activity that you're doing or replace it. And that's the best way of mm. getting about a change. Mm. And what role reward, whether that's chemical or psychological reward or physical reward play in this whole thing like the example of playing with the child right so that means Correct. that's the form of reward at the end of it you will feel great that i chose to play with my kid instead of something else yes so power of habits talks about the whole habit loop and the yeah. reward part of it i have never seen the loop work completely mm -hmm. okay what i've instead seen work very well is what i call a habit train mm -hmm. okay the habit train is a very simple idea it is that your habits strung together mm. pull each other along mm. like a train mm. okay so if you can string enough habits together mm. your entire life will be pulled along very mm. peacefully mm. right like my morning routine is pulled along without an ounce of struggle mm. what does it look like i wake up in the morning at five immediately i go brush teeth loo come sit on my sofa mm. put water to boil mm. for my coffee in the meantime i'm doing my journaling coffee mm. is ready mm. while coffee is cooling down i'm doing my meditation mm. right so you realize one is pulling yeah. the other mm. right immediately after i finish my coffee and my meditation i sit down and write my podcast mm. right so now it's gone into my creative work mm. right so by 7 i have already finished all these activities that are there mm. 7 7:30 i would go to the gym mm. right so my physical activity has also happened somewhere along the line the reading would have taken place. Mm. So all of this flows very smoothly into each other. And that is what I see function far better in a practical way mm. than I did this, now I want reward. I did this, mm. now I want reward. Mm. That means without reward, you won't do it. Mm. You get so hooked onto that idea of the reward mm. that I think it doesn't make sense for a long-term change. Mm. So now for somebody who do not have habit any of this in the morning, right? Mm. And we are saying that there's a string of habits that you need to build on. Then how does one really get into the zone where you are actually creating the you know habit train, as you have said? So you realize something that everyone has a morning routine, mm -hmm. but everyone's morning routine is subconscious. Mm. They've not 
designed it for themselves mm. right it's just happened i'm telling you to consciously design it mm. that's the difference so many people's morning routines start with what snooze 15 times mm -hmm. right many people's mornings have is i'm going to lay in bed and then i'm going to rush through the morning mm. to get into the car to go to work mm. right so your morning was only started rushed mm. what is the rest of the day going to be like mm -hmm. so the morning is uh, like if you ask me what is the most important habit routine the morning one right because that sets you up for the rest of the day even more important is actually the night routine before the morning mm -hmm. because that sets you up for the morning but technically the morning routine is the key mm -hmm. and if you can at least start working on that at least do three conscious habits in the morning mm. you will see a dramatic difference in the way your day unfolds mm. and ultimately your days form your months mm. and your months form your years and your years form your life yeah so that is the importance of why that morning is so critical yeah i can't agree more on how powerful the morning routine is and something that i've been what's your to, morning routine yeah that's that's exactly what i was coming to right so i wake up somewhere around 6 and after i wake up like again you know water loo and uh, stuff and i come back and meditate and uh, once i've done meditating then i just or sometimes before meditation or sometimes after meditation i take my dog just out for a quick walk and uh, i would come and either meditate or journal depending on like whether i took her out first or second so then after that i'll just have a quick journal of what am i feeling and also look at like what my day looks like uh, and after that i go uh, for the uh, workout Lovely. and then one thing that i have realized is once we once you go for workout on a regular basis or once you've done few things on a regular basis then you don't feel like eating junk you know you feel like hey you know i've just gone to the gym and i want to you know eat healthy so then usually have a very healthy breakfast either it's fruits or uh, some protein protein shake of course you're not intermittent fasting no i'm not into intermittent I fasting i must uh -huh. mm, <laughs> so must yeah so yeah, yeah. explore it at some point yeah so i would i would love to explore that but i typically have dinner somewhere sometimes like 8 mm. and then i think i break it up with my protein shake somewhere around 8 so 12 hours anyway there's like i don't eat even if i have not had any dinner if it's late then 9 or 10 then i'll just don't eat anything so that's something that what is your non negotiable habit in the morning i try to meditate mm. so that is something that i you know i feel that when i just calm down and that is something that i want to do and now again like i'm adding going to the gym is one of non negotiables and i have been super considered i feel like like not even taking a day off mm. like i'm going every day yeah you enjoy it right? yeah like, i enjoy it like, you know to? i absolutely so i enjoy it so much and uh, on the days when i don't feel like lifting weight i'll just go and do yoga but i'll just show up mm. so that is something that typically what it looks like and after i come back uh, from the gym then i'm working on something which is important right and all this while uh, my phone is on airplane mode mm. and really yes Chalo, uh, that's very good yeah. this is something that i don't do yeah huh? so i Super. put it on airplane mode when i'm sleeping and then i only turn it on mm. after i have done that like first task that i need to finish mm. on that you know sometimes that is writing post sometimes that's doing something or the other something that's Amazing. important and urgent for that day and once i'm done then after that like i check my phone and uh, come to office and by the time when i come to the office that one hour of work that i've done right that actually makes me feel like i have accomplished pretty much what i wanted to accomplish in the day and i think that you know don't make you feel like Oh, you know, I haven't done anything Correct. this day. You know, on today. So. I used to tell my office hmm. in pre-pandemic times that I finish all my work by eleven. Right, all the work that I want to do, I finish by eleven. Yeah. Then the rest of the day is meeting people, talking to people. Hmm. You know, exploring new ideas. Yeah. 
But that is the way to start thinking about it, right? Yeah. How much of your time can you own mm. instead of spreading it out and giving it to people? And yeah. especially time that is high energy time, morning time yeah. is high energy time. True. Again, I won't say that this is perfect. I, I won't say that this is exactly what it looks like every day. There are days when I, you know, just... Uh, don't feel like know, doing anything. Yeah, I don't feel like doing anything. I'll just let it be. And I also keep like Saturday mostly like a pretty chill where I might wake up a little late and just laze around and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean... I don't be too hard on myself for not being. But what has really helped me in all of this is having a physical habit tracker. You enjoy the tracking of the habit and yeah, putting it in. Yeah. How like, do you track your habits? So I have this uh, journal. Hmm. It now looks like I'm on uh, Ashton's podcast, it's a, it's but that's a, fine. That's the problem with interviewing <laughs> podcasters. The whole table suddenly turns. <laughs> so I have this uh, journal. Correct. And that journal allows me to write. So it essentially has this, you know, seven small circles mm -hmm. right and it has like five empty column so i can essentially write what are the habits that i want to track on that particular week nice. so i'll write those habits and like on sunday evening i'll write okay this is the habit that i want to track because i have not been able to be consistent with this habit last week mm -hmm. so i'll write those down like meditation workout and uh, i also want to take my dog to a park every evening mm -hmm. like that's 45 that 45 to 60 minute i just want to be with her in the park and run and you know we love running together mm. by the way mm. uh, so yeah do that and uh i i like like take zaman to park mm. and then i'll you know in the evening i'll just put the circle on that and when i see that shit i missed was it. not able to miss it and i I'm, and next morning mm. and some of the days i would just like circle it in the morning itself mm. that today i'm gonna make it happen no matter what manifest so not, yeah so manifest <laughs> in the morning so so uh, that that really works. Look, what else? Uh, I was just going to say, it's so yeah. important to get the right kind of mm. habit tracking that suits you. Mm. Right? This kind of habit tracking suits some people. Yeah. For me, this is too uh, structured. Ah. So for me, it is a yellow post-it note with tally marks. Ah, okay. Right? So mm. I, I like the tally marks. Yeah. The five things. So that is what works for me. Mm. I, I like it rough and ready. Yeah. Another client of mine had full Excel sheets. Yeah. Right. With reasons why it happened, with reasons why it didn't I happen. I find that too daunting. But that was yeah. what yeah. that Works person enjoyed. Mm. Right. He's like, my Excel sheet's mm. open anyways throughout the day. There's one more that's open. So yeah. what? I had another client who had this whiteboard that he used to keep in his office. Yeah. With all the habits. Mm. And his uh, secretary had become his accountability partner. Mm. Sir, what happened to this day? Yeah. Sir, what happened to that day? Yeah. Right? And then every every week, we would take a picture and he would send it to me about mm. this is what happened. Mm. So there are different ways in which you can go about tracking. But at least you are aware. And like you've read everywhere what, what you measure yeah. changes. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there are a few habits. Few projects rather that I want to like really work on but I just don't have time to and you know th those are the few things that goes empty for like few weeks intentions not to set yeah because and, the, uh, the, the reason why you want mm -hmm. to do it is not clear mm -hmm. because if it was burning yeah you would find the time yeah you mm -hmm. would change everything too yeah Right. Fit it in. So you would you need to figure out that maybe it's not something that is necessarily mm -hmm. important at this particular point of time. Mm -hmm. Shelve it so you don't feel guilty. Because the guilt gets you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like it's the guilt of I'm seeing this empty thing. Empty yeah. thing. Like yeah. the worst is having a plant that is dying in front of you, right? Yeah. At home. Yeah. This plant, I've tried everything to revive it. I've put in the sun, I've taken it away, I've put mm -hmm. water. Now it's just staring at me in the face, going like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm dying. Mm -hmm. So like either you can look at it or put it away in some place so mm. that you don't have that conscious, constant guilt mm. looking at these things. Mm. And why do you think guilt doesn't work? And, you know, this reminded me mm. when 
we were in school or college, like teachers would try and say that, you know, if you don't study, you are going to be in the fish market selling fish or whatever, right? So teacher would say all sort of things, right? You would be doing this and that and you will not be able to do anything. You know, it, it just didn't work on you, right? You felt bad at that point of time, but it didn't really help you change any of that habit. So why do you think like guilt as an emotion doesn't work? No, no. Guilt as an emotion is one of the most toxic emotions. Mm-hmm. When it is implemented well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what I mean by that is that you know that you're not going to land up in a fish market. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it is not implemented well. Right. But if the teacher has said, you know how much hard work I put into you. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm not spending time with my child, but I'm spending time with you also mm-hmm. that I can do this. And and she had laid down a full guilt trip on you. Yeah. You all would all be crying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's one of the best ways to like, you know, in office also. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I expected more for you. <gasps> you expected more for me and I was not able. Mm-hmm. So you realize that guilt used right way is extremely toxic. It's mm-hmm. not something that I, I hope Encourage. people use. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not something I encourage. Correct. But you must understand that you must try your best not to have that guilt. So mm-hmm. even the word I was about to use is should. Mm-hmm. Because should adds guilt. You should drink six glasses of water. That means if you don't, you're doing something wrong. Guilt. Mm. Right? So you must understand that guilt is toxic. As mm. far as possible, don't use guilt to, inverted commas, motivate you into things. Yeah. Right? Mm. Don't use guilt to push you towards things. And if people are there in your life who are using guilt mm. for you, you need to be aware of it. Mm. Because many parents use guilt. Many lovers use guilt. Many friends use guilt. Acha, no, you made you had time for everyone, but you didn't have time to meet me, no? Yeah. Guilt. Right? So now yeah. I've started doing the other. You know, Ashton, you become so big, no? So busy you've become. Mm-hmm. You don't have time for us. Yeah, really, I don't have time for you all. Oh. Right? So just like yeah. realize that somebody's trying to guilt trip you, throw it back in their face. That's mm-hmm. the only way that you can actually deal with it. Setting the right intention. Mm-hmm. And uh, we discussed about accountability. We discussed about tracking. So what are a few things that people can do to build consistency of the habits? Because you said habit is a consistent action that you're taking, right? For Correct. anything that you want to accomplish. Then where does the consistency come from? Okay, so in, in the book and throughout, I talk about three golden rules of habit change. Okay. Okay. And the idea of these three golden rules of habit change is very important. The first one is make it stupidly small. Mm -hmm. The second one is make it extremely easy. Mm -hmm. Now to understand more about that, please buy the book. Mm -hmm. But we will talk about the third one in detail. Mm -hmm. Okay, the third one is the habit for consistency. Mm -hmm. And the habit says never miss two days in a row. The golden rule is never miss two days in a row. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That means you are allowed to miss one day. The problem is that we are so used to following things like the 21-day rule for habit Mm. change. So used to following things like, you know, I need to form my habit chain that cannot be broken. Mm. Right. And what happens is that when you start doing this, you become very rigid, Mm. very machine-like in your approach. Mm. What happens if you've been doing something for 20 days yeah. and on the 20th day, you could not do it. Mm. That means was all the effort that you put in useless. Right. Mm. The point is that we don't add the human aspect to mm. life into yeah. the way that we think about habits. I think about them too mechanically. Yeah. So the golden rule of habit change, which is never miss two days in a row, talks about this. Mm. Sometimes life comes in the way. Yeah. You fall sick, your child falls sick, you, you can, you're late at work. Yeah. Today you might be late at work, you might not be able to take Jamun mm. for a walk. <laughs> right? All those things will play in your mind. Yeah. Missing one day is perfectly <clears throat> fine. Mm. Okay. It does not break your habit. Mm. But missing two days mm. breaks your habit. Mm. You know why? Because now excuses become the new habit. Yeah. You become better at making excuses every time you miss it. Mm. Instead of becoming better at the habit that you are trying to form. Mm. So as your mm. habit coach, I will never say bad boy. Mm. You missed the day. 
I will be perfectly fine and say, no problem, don't have an ounce of guilt. Mm. But you miss two days and you'll get one fatka from me. <laughs> right? That is the way to think about it. Never mm. miss two days in a row because that two days is mm. where the consistency comes in from. Mm. So always create your plans where you can make sure that you miss one, but never miss two. Mm. So today I missed my exercise. Mm. Tomorrow I've realized my gym and my hotel has a gym. Mm. Got my gym clothes. I'm going to do my exercise tomorrow. Mm. Never miss two days in a row. Mm. Also, when you were sharing this, one of the things that was coming in my mind was it takes you quite a long time to build habits and it takes so less fraction of that time to break it right like like you said if you miss it for two days then it's not necessarily that you know you will completely uh, not do it but it's highly likely and i can completely relate to that right so when i'm that's why i told you right i don't even feel like stopping going to the gym because when i'm not going for the two days like you said my brain is like just giving me excuse like hey i cancelled the class yesterday let me cancel it today as well Correct. hey you know what? let me just sleep a little longer and that happens right but when i'm saying like there's no option of you thinking of am i going or not because that is already decided that the class is already booked and you have to go yeah that's pretty much it right so the thing is about delayed gratification hmm. so you'll notice the things that give you immediate gratification yeah are easier to if you skip Continue, pick up again. Mm. Like if you're telling somebody that smoking is diff is easy to lose, is the habit no? Yeah. So it's not that all habits are easy to lose. Mm. It's the habits that have immediate gratification that are difficult to break. The habits that have postponed your gratification, mm. uh, delayed gratification. Yeah. Sorry, are the ones that are difficult to, mm. or easy to break. Rather. Yeah. So that's what that's where you have to get it in from. So if you're doing something fun and you enjoy it, you mm. will still probably end up sticking to it. So maybe. Mm. Your workout is a dance class. Mm. The chances of you missing that dance class are far lesser than the chances of you missing something that you find boring. Like maybe for me, it is doing cardio. Yeah. So Ashton, you were talking about, you know, when we are thinking about habit and, you know, creating a structured life, we forget the human aspect of it. And when I think more about it, and this is something that I've been thinking recently, like when I see kids playing in the park and stuff like that, they don't have like very structured life to that. They will play whenever they want. And I remember my, you know, young or uh, when I was in college and school, uh, those days when, it, and also when you look at evolutionary, when, you know, as humans, we're just like, there was no structure, like, you know, you need to do it every day and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, people had time to laze around and do nothing. And the more, we are getting into the structured life. We completely are forgetting the whole thing about like just doing nothing, doing right? Nothing. Just chill. So, you know, do you think that's also because it becomes very difficult for you to, for us to kind of get into the whole mechanical thing because we just don't, in our whole scenario, just keep the time to laze around and just do nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so two points that you made, okay? Mm -hmm. The first point is that as kids, we did nothing. We didn't have habits. No. Mm. You realize if you actually watch kids, mm. they have the most structured habit-wise. Mm. Mm. You'll also notice for Jamun. Mm. There'll be a certain time when she wakes oh, yeah, up, yeah. then certain time she wants food, doesn't it? There is. Across the animal kingdom, mm. there are habits. And mainly because we are linked to the sun. Mm. And our circadian rhythm exists. Yeah. Right? Mm. So the circadian rhythm automatically puts us in some form of habits. Yeah. So it's always that we had habits. Mm. How do you put a child to sleep? Mm. You change their clothes. You first give them a bath, change their clothes, give them a nursery rhyme. All habits. Like a habit, a child that has habits mm. thrives. Mm. In fact, the second book that's coming out is for children, mm. right? It is eight habits for children. So that will come out May sometime. Mm. But that is the idea behind this, right? Mm. So everyone has habits. Children also have habits. What we forgot to do 
is we've forgotten to add downtime into our day. Okay, so just yesterday I was doing a workshop called um, Work Habits I Wish Someone Had Taught Me When mm. I Was 25. Because I realized that people don't teach us how to work. Yeah. People teach us what to do. They don't teach us how to do the, mm. how to structure our work life. Right? And we end up doing, uh, we end up working the way that we studied. Mm. And studying, studying is very different from working. Yeah. So what I realized is that everyone was burning out and they hadn't scheduled the downtime. Mm. This happened very apparently during the lockdown, right? It was glaring you in the face. Mm. Um, I, I had done many, many workshops for Google. So Google, Southeast Asia, Europe, all of these places. Google had given their employees a huge package to create a home office. Mm. That means they were comfortable at home. However, Google had an, a problem that everyone was burning out. Mm. They were not functioning. And they asked me to figure this out. And we then we started to make workshops. And we realized that there was no structured downtime to that day. Mm. They woke up in the morning, looked at their phone, work started. At night, if you are watching Netflix, your phone pings, you pick it up, it's a work thing, work, mm. you're still working. Mm. There was no downtime that they were experiencing. Mm. And creating downtime as a habit was what we had to actually do. So for us, now we have to be conscious about creating downtime. Yeah, We've become conscious about creating work. Mm. We have to think about it the other way now. And what will that downtime look like? So what I say it is, Making your coffee and looking out the window time. Even staring at a wall time. It is not listening to music time. What do you do? It is not watching TV time. Mm. It is not anything. Mm. Even that coffee technically is a distraction mm -hmm. from your downtime. Your mm. downtime has to be a down time. What do you do? I look out the window. Mm -hmm. So I make myself a coffee. I have a sofa in my room that has that, that L shape. Mm. So I, I spread my legs out, sit down and look out the window. And that's it. And that is my... 20 minutes of downtime. Mm. In the afternoon, I take a 20 minute power nap. Mm -hmm. Right, So that is my downtime then. Mm. So that way you structure your day out so that you are still full of energy. Right? Today I woke up at 3.30 to come to mm -hmm. Delhi. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. I made sure that I had that 20 minutes of a nap before I drove to uh, from Gurgaon to Delhi so that mm -hmm. I could record this podcast and be yeah. fresh for it. Yeah. Otherwise, mm -hmm. where is the energy going to come from? Mm -hmm. So that way you have to schedule your downtime knowing where your energy is going to be used and how it's going to be used. Mm. And for you to wake up fresh and for you to win the morning, like we discussed, you need to sleep on time, mm. right? And uh, a lot of people say that, hey, wake up in the morning, but like first sleep on time, right? Yeah. So what does the evening routine look like for you? So for me, it is my level best. I try and be in bed by 10, 10, 30, right? But social engagements, make sure that you're, you're there everywhere. Mm. The key thing is that you need to realize that you should not be tired to sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, we often mistake sleep as downtime. Actually, sleep is the most active time for the body because the night sleep, mm -hmm. especially, is the time when the body is repairing itself. Yeah. It is working on your memory. Your lymphatic drainage is taking place. All these activities are taking place while you're sleeping, mm. right? Your hormones are getting developed, which is why you, the lesser you sleep, the less testosterone you have. Yeah. All these things make a big difference. So if you realize this, that means that this whole myth about I need to be tired, my eyes need to be droopy to sleep is mm. wrong. And many people, including me, many, many years ago, mm. used to just spend time watching TV so that our eyes got tired so we could sleep. Mm. Right? That is not the way to do it. In fact, what you have to do is you have to realize that you have to calm down to sleep. And the best way of doing this is first switch off all the lights. Lights, yeah. Then change into your pajamas. Don't have your pajamas. Mm. Don't wear your pajamas around mm. the house. The third thing to do is find something that is relaxing. Mm. So maybe watching 
Terminator 3 is not the, <laughs> yeah. the thing to do yeah. at that point of time. Yeah. Maybe it is about reading a book, mm. right? Maybe it is time that you spend playing with your puppy. Mm. Right? It is time that is relaxing time. Yeah. It's dark. And slowly, slowly you'll realize that your body now wants to sleep. Yeah. What's interesting is that our melatonin, which is a sleep, sleep hormone, hormone. Yeah. right? There's lots more to melatonin. Mm. Like for now, we'll call it sleep hormone. Mm. First gets released at 8 o'clock. Right? So technically, we could go to sleep at 8. But there's so much happening in life. So then the next time it gets released is one and a half hours later. So mm. about 9.30, 10-ish. Mm. You'll get your next round of sleep. After that, you'll get your next round of sleep one and a half hours later after mm. that. Right? So you'll notice that these are the times when you typically fall sleepy. 8-ish mm. is mm. when you'll forget your first joker. Mm. Then after that, when you're about your 9.30, 10-ish, mm. when you'll get your second one. If you don't listen to it, then after 11.30, 12. Mm. Right? And you'll notice these are actually the times when most people end mm. up sleeping. Mm. So you need to know which melatonin wave you need to ride mm. for the morning that you want to have. Mm. That's really interesting. You talk about melatonin and, uh, you know, one of the recent the light hacks that I've figured out is, you know, I have heard of this concept a couple of years back, right? So the whole concept of shutting down all the blue lights and not looking at the screens uh, at least a couple of hours before you Correct. go to the bed and stuff like that. So, of course, like I won't say... It is anywhere close to even perfect or anything. But for phones, like I have put the blocker app, the blue light blocker app and same yeah. with the computer as well, like F.Lux, F.Lux. That's for the computer. And for phone, now iPhone has the night mode. And mm. also oh, there all, are a lot of, the, lot of options, right? So everyone, everyone has the mm. night mode. So put it on night mode and turn the screen so that there's no light. And light. you have to turn yeah. the uh, brightness down. Brightness down, yeah. So that is something people forget. So this is like bright light yeah. with it with the screen, yeah, uh, with the blue blocker. Uh, with the blue blocker. But for the room light, mm. what I have done is, now I have figured the smart lights that I have at my home, mm. now it allows you to set the schedule. So it's all automatic. You just have to set it up on your phone, on the app once, and it's done, right? So what I've done is, the moment the clock hits 8, the white light turns to yellow, bright yellow. Lovely. Now that's not white light anymore. And the moment clock hits 10, mm. it hits red. Yep. And recently I have figured that red light, it's not actually yellow, but it's like a red light is even better than the yellow light uh, for the melatonin, right? And the moment it hits 10, it's red. Now that means like I can't, I barely can see anything in my room, right? When it's a red light, that, that means, oh, it's time to now get to sleep. And the th fun thing is when you have parties, uh -huh. yeah, right. So we had set up all this a few years back in our house as well. Uh -huh. So we once had a party where now because of what I do, slowly parents started listening. Mm. For the parents never listened to you. <laughs> so slowly parents started listening. So all of their sleep alarms went off at the same time, yeah. including mine. And then we're like, okay, guys, damn, one, two, three, padak! All the lights suddenly went off. Everything went red in the middle of a dinner party. Right? So, <laughs> It's really funny when these things oh, yeah. are on your automation yeah. start happening. Yeah. But the key thing to also realize is that setting this up is fantastic. <laughs> but setting up the nightlight to go to the toilet. Mm -hmm. Right. Because most of us have the bright white light in the, yeah, in the, in the bathroom. Yeah. Right? So at four in the morning when you suddenly feel like oh, going yeah, to pee. Yeah. Blah, right? Yep. Yeah. Right? Or you're missing the pot. Yeah. So as a result, what you do is you get one of those red light bulbs for the bathroom. For the washroom. It's a yeah. big, big difference yeah. to Absolutely. your night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then... The moment clock hits six in the morning, mm. bright white light just automatically sort of wakes me up, right? Mm. And it's like all of a sudden, it's pretty much like, you know, bright light. So, you know, you have so to find really, your schedule in that You way. find your own schedule in that way. And, yeah. you know, it works for me. And I think that has really helped me kind of understand, oh, 
now it's a red light that means put everything down and it's time right. for you to put the your only tweak i would make yeah. is your 8 o'clock make it 7 mm-hmm. because it should be around sun, sunset mm. you know then then you have yeah. the transition so that white yeah. light has become sunset light sunset light yeah so then you've mm. got that transition properly yeah. because it is then still bright it's black outside at 8 o'clock but mm-hmm. there's white inside it's white inside so yeah. that would be the only problem mm-hmm. tweak that i would make to that mm-hmm. but otherwise great automating <laughs> it is fun like i yeah, said yeah th- that's fun yeah and it's but the other thing you can do is wear blue blocking glasses mm-hmm. so have you yeah. bought these yeah 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 right so you get these amber glasses that yeah. you put on mm-hmm. which prevent the blue light from coming and it's actually mm-hmm. quite cool you Very actually cool, hold yeah. it up to blue light and it's black it's black that's the other thing that you can do so like the sofa would turn black awesome so what are the other things that you'd like to say for somebody who wants to build great habits, anything that we haven't covered that you want to add, maybe some of the, now that we're coming towards the end of this. I think the most important thing to do is to first not take too many habits on at a time. So no more than three habits at a time. New. You should change mm. new habits. New habits. Right? <clears throat> if you already have an old habit, there's, I don't find the need to track it. Mm. Okay. So many people start tracking an old habit and mm. then they feel really good about themselves. Okay, fine. <laughs> but you didn't really need to track it. Right. So um, I went to the toilet in the morning. No, you don't really need to track that. It happens. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to track only the new stuff that you're mm. putting in mm. so that you're less stressed out about it. Right? You're trying to basically make your life easy. You're yeah. not trying to make it hard. The second thing that I would tell people is don't try and make hardcore changes to your life. Mm. Make them small, make them subtle mm. and make them continuous. Mm. So if there is something that you're going to do, dhamal say, mm. don't necessarily mm. put that as a habit. Once in a while you can do it, but apart from that, don't make it a habit. And finally realize that ultimately the beauty in life is a conscious life, right? Yeah. It is not a subconscious, half-lived life where you suddenly wonder where all the time went. Mm-hmm. So if you can make conscious habits, if yeah. you can live life more mindfully, more present, mm-hmm. I think that is the goal mm-hmm. for everything. Awesome. This has been such a great conversation, Ashton. Change your habit, change your life. That's the name of Ashton's new book. Pick it up. There's a lot that you can learn from that when it comes to changing habit, building new habits, good habits, the habit. And also, again, Ashton would argue that there are no good and bad habits, but the habits that will the help you grow. The habits that will help you grow. Yeah. The habits. And if you ever run out of habits mm. that you want, don't know what to start with, yeah. please go to the podcast. Mm. Like I was telling you outside, there yeah. are about a thousand episodes yeah. to choose from. Absolutely. Habit Coach. The Habit Coach podcast. Yeah. So you can start listening to it as soon as possible awesome. and then go get the book yeah. and then completely change your habits change yeah. your life <laughs> I love that so I'm going to link all of that in the description of this episode check his podcast out check his book out and let us know what you think about this episode on Instagram perfect uh, and uh, also drop him a text on Instagram saying that we discovered you on Vijay's podcast that would be awesome that would be amazing yeah. alright thank you thank, thank you, you so, so much. much thank you alright thank you Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed listening to this, I want you to do two things for me. Number one, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe to the podcast and give five-star ratings. This will help me attract more listeners to this podcast and take this information to a wider audience so that we can help more people grow in their life. And second, share this episode with at least three people in your network who you think need to hear this episode. You never know, just by sharing this episode, you can help them transform their life. Be that person who helps others grow in their life. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.